This is Jerry G. Martin, and welcome to The Light of the World. During the month of June, we celebrated fathers on Father's Day. We wanted to take it much further than celebrating fathers on Father's Day. We have designated June as the month of the man. This is an opportunity to share with men how God sees us and how God orders our life and how God expects us to be leaders in our homes and our families, in our communities, and in our nations. We're sharing several messages that we hope would be a blessing and a benefit to everyone that's sharing. Call the man in your life and tell him to listen in to today's broadcast. Now come and go with us as we continue to walk in the light of God's Word. The pastor tried to remodel the building with volunteer labor. I know how that goes. He had small amounts of cash and donated or used material. And most of the volunteers were just that. They were volunteers. They had little or no experience in the construction business. But they wanted to give their time. So the teachers laid tile, truck drivers painted. The preachers moved furniture, and everybody just worked hard. But they did have one genuine craftsman in the group. His name was Paul. He was a contractor, and his woodwork was in high demand in the area. He built very expensive, high-quality homes. Paul's final task was to put the wooden veneer on the wall directly behind the pulpit. And everyone was in awe of of the difference that his exquisite work made in the building. And when he finished, he took the pastor aside and as the pastor complimented him, the pastor said, you worked so hard, you did a beautiful job. And I wanna tell everybody what a beautiful job you've done. But Paul said to the pastor, I wish you wouldn't tell anybody that I did this work. And the pastor said, why you don't want me to tell anybody you did the work? The work is just great. And then Paul said, I'll show you why. Then he showed the pastor where the the wood grain did not match up exactly and where the corners were just a little bit off and the joints were not perfectly fitted. It looked good to everybody else, but it didn't look good to the one who had a professional trained eye. Paul said, I was glad to help, but this work is not really up to my standard. And he said this, I'd rather people not know that I did it. And he said, I could have done a better job if the material that we used had been of better quality. And the lesson learned is this, the quality of the product depends on the quality of the material that is used. The cheaper the merchandise, the higher the gloss we put on it. When the quality of the merchandise is inferior, High gloss is necessary to camouflage the real product. When you have a piece of fine furniture made of of fine wood and put together by masters, you don't even need any of this spray pledge. You just need some of that old-fashioned wax you can just put on there, that paste wax. You can put that on there, and it'll just come out looking great. Furniture made from inferior wood or particle board Generally, if you notice, have layers of lacquer and paint applied to it to give it a gloss to conceal the poor quality. 
The cheaper the merchandise, again, the higher the gloss. That's true of furniture. That's true of electronics. That's true of women. Prostitutes adorn themselves with flashy external things to hide the cheapness of their character. They put on layers of paint, jewelry, and clothing, high gloss for cheap merchandise. That's also true of men, con artists, whether in the hood or in the boardroom, are slick and sophisticated, trying to impress people with their outward image to disguise their fraud. The truth is, whatever a man is in private, what he believes and what he practices has been built into his character, and that determines his actions and the decisions that he makes. One of the problems contributing to the crisis in men today is the reward system offered for presenting a great exterior. Present yourself well, and you're going to be rewarded regardless of your character. We see that with professional athletes. They are worshipped through college. They get away with almost anything. They are compensated and rewarded for their talent, not their character, and not their manhood. Once they get to the professional world with millions of dollars, they don't have the necessary inner strength to withstand the adversities, the pressures, and the temptations they face. Some of them resort to drugs or entertainment, gambling, violence, sex for escape and comfort to relieve them from the sports that they play. And many of them, you've seen them in the news, they have ended up addicted and some have been suspended and some have even been kicked out of the sport that they worship because they didn't have character. I remember something Bum Phillips said years ago when he was coaching at Aulis. He said, I want a team of men with character, not just a team of characters. So if we're going to be real, a real man, we have to build our character as a priority. How do we do that? We start with the basics. We start with truth as your foundation. And Jesus said, he is the way. He is the truth. You use faithfulness as your cornerstone. Be consistent and faithful and stable. Be steadfast, the Bible tells us. A double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. Use righteousness as your walls as you're building your character in your life. And these are characteristics of Jesus Christ, who is our model of real manhood. You want to know what a real man looked like? Look at Jesus. So let me tell you, you can't develop godly character apart from God. You can't fake it. You can't put that veneer on the outside and hope you look like God when God is not in you. So if you want to stand strong for all eternity, you want to last, turn your heart toward God and develop Christ-likeness in your life. And only God can make that happen. You can't do it on your own. I, I tried to be better. I tried to be good before I was saved. How many of you tried to be better when you was unsaved? You tried to be good. You say, I'm good. I'm good. I'm all right. You just tried to stop cussing. You did good till you got up that morning. 
and you couldn't stop on your own. You tried to stop drinking. You tried to stop the drugs. But how many, when Christ came into your life, he delivered you from a lot of stuff? Some of you tried to stop lying, and you did good, but I don't know what happened lately. But we can go as far as we can in ourselves, but ultimately God must make up the difference in our life. And this is why Jesus Christ came to die for our sins. We could not make up for our own lack of godliness. We couldn't do that. We need Jesus Christ. Somebody just call his name. Say Jesus Christ. Uh, we don't talk about the Lord. We don't even want to use his name hardly anymore. You know, even this morning I was listening to gospel music as I was coming in. And I listened to the number of songs and tried to see how many times they would even mention God or Jesus. And it was very few. It was all about me. It was all about what I'm going to do. I'm going to be blessed. I'm going to be a victor. I'm going to, I said, well, who's going to do this? Uh, or one of them said, you've been so good to me. You take care of all of my needs. I said, that could have been anybody. You pick me up when I'm down. You, you meet all of my needs. You make me feel so good. I said, they could have played that on 102. <laughs> Why they say, God, you pick me up. Jesus, you make me feel so good. I thought I'd just throw that in there. I heard that this morning. I'm saying, who they talking about? They can't fool me. They can't use the veneer of the Lord to try to just sell some music on the gospel channel. So men, what do we need to do? We need to take some time and study Jesus' character to discover how to become a real man. People thought Jesus might have been a wimp just because when they were beating him and spitting on him and uh, crucifying him, he didn't talk back. But Pilate had a good understanding. He said, behold the man. <laughs> that's a man right there. Now that's a man. Becoming a real man requires real changes and a makeover in our innermost being. And only God knows your heart. Men look at the outward appearance, but God looks at the heart. And you know, after 36 years of, of walking with the Lord and being saved, it's amazing what I see in terms of counterfeit Christians. Many people know how to look like a Christian. Many people know how to talk like a Christian. But they don't know how to live as one. We live in a counterfeit, artificial, and substitute society. It's all around us. We have artificial sweetness. There's more of that on the table than sugar when you go to the restaurant. I say, I ain't getting nothing artificial. If I'm going to get something sweet, it's going to be sugar. Otherwise, I'll leave it alone. I ain't putting all that stuff in my teeth. And now you wonder what's wrong with you. What's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? You can't make up no real stuff. It's artificial for a reason. We got artificial insemination. We got meat substitute. Ain't this supposed to be meat? What is this supposed to be? Surrogate mothers. Artificial intelligence. I said today, I ain't going to say nothing about hair. <laughs> the genuine article is replaced by things of similar but inferior value. We substitute cubic zirconias for diamonds, vinyl for leather, synthetics for silk, plastic for wood, and the counterfeit 
for the real. It's sad to say when you look at a lot of males, you don't see men. Now, some substitutes are valid and necessary, but some are dangerous and they will ruin you. We've gotten so used to the artificial, sometimes we value it greater than the authentic. And some philosopher called us the throwaway society. We eat the meat and throw away the vegetables. We throw away our babies and keep the boyfriends. We throw away the developmental years with our children and keep our cars, our clothes, and our houses. We throw away the spiritual development of our families and keep our recreation and our entertainment. We throw away our prayer life and keep our social life. We throw away our aging parents and keep our convenience. We've gotten to the place where we often throw away people and we keep things. But let me tell you about God, man. He is in the people business. He will never throw you away and he will never give up on you, no matter what. I don't care what you've been through. I don't care where you've been. I don't care how much you've been beat down. I don't care what anybody else say about you. God will not throw you away. He's in the business of making over those who need to make over. His grace and mercy is always extended to you no matter what has happened in your life. So in a world of imitations and counterfeit, where can we find the real image of manhood apart from God? We can't because he created us in his own image. And we find the knowledge of God in the word of God. So we need to be men of the word. The church is desperately in need of the knowledge and real men to teach the knowledge to struggling men and to our young boys and teenagers. We need real men who can teach others. I hear the women saying amen. The men are like looking at me. We need some real men who are able to invest and teach others. That's what we need. We need some real men who ain't scared to say, yeah, I'll do that. I'm a man. I'm a man. Now, when a man gets scared to say he's a man, that's a problem. Come on. Somebody say, I'm a man. I just had this visual of a sign that we used to see in 1963 when we were marching for our civil rights. The sign said, I am a man. Anybody remember that sign? He said, I'm not less than a man. These guys would carry the sign and say, I'm a man. Somebody need to carry a sign today. Say, I'm a man. You want to look at a real man? Look at this one. I'm a working man. I'm a man of dependability. I'm a man of responsibility. I'm a man you can depend on. What I say I'm going to do, I will do that. I am a man. You're looking at a man. A man don't just say, well, if I can make it, if the Lord just say the same. I said, the Lord said the same. Well, you know, I think I could be there. Well, if I can get to, I'm, not, I'm tired of these men giving wimpy excuses for not handling up on their business. Now, the women can say that. I don't know if I can make it. Why? Because they got to go deal with the children. They got other stuff. But a man say, yeah, I will be there. You can count on it. Well, I don't know if the, if the creek don't rise and it don't rain, all that kind of crazy stuff. No, I'm a man. I said I'd be there and I will be there. You can count on me. 
Now, we only say that when we got to come to church and do spiritual things. When it's going to the game, we don't say, oh, you know, if I pray about it. If it's the Lord's will, I'll be there. You know, I got my ticket. I'm going to be there. I'm coming to that. I'm going to be there. Now, you come and get my stuff. Have the stuff ready. I'm going to walk on up in there. I'm going to roll up in there. You know I'm going to be there. Come to things of God. Well, just pray for me, Pastor. You know I'm trying to. You know how it is, Pastor. You know how it is. No, I don't know how it is. That's why I'm talking today. We need men of character, men of responsibility. When you say you're going to be there, I don't want to have to be looking for you. You ought to be looking for me. Where you at, Pastor? I told you I'm going to be here. Oh, now, look at the men. They're looking at me like, oh, you know, why are you getting on me? <laughs> well, come on, take it like a man. <laughs> Say, hit me again, Pastor, till I get it together. You used to talk to a man like that. Now you talk to him, he start crying. <laughs> he get teared all up. I'm like, you need to go to Woman Dollar Loose. That's where you need to go. <laughs> I don't know why you talk to me like this. I got my feeling hurt. You hurt my feelings. This is the last Sunday for y'all. Ain't got to put up with me no more after this one. So I got to hit you with everything I got. You might not come back next Sunday. But you got to tell a man like it is. If you can't take it, that's just too bad. But if nobody told you, that's what a man is. We're talking about a real man. We ain't talking about no wimpy man. We got too many of those that don't even know who they are. They look in the mirror, is that, is that me? We got enough trouble to try to figure out who's a man and who's a woman. You go down there, was that a man or was that a woman? Who was that in there? No, they all not have to do that when they come to you. I'm a man. I was preaching one time, a guy on the front was looking at me like, I'm, hey, dude, what's wrong with you? Uh-uh, no, no, no. How are our boys going to know what a man is? If everybody blending in. Men disturb things. God put that in us. We're warriors. We're conquerors. We're men. Don't be scared. They don't beat you down so much. Get stand on your feet. The church needs men. Don't get uh, intimidated by political correctness. I told somebody on a press conference I'd rather be biblically correct than politically correct. Yeah. We're finding that the standards of the culture being imposed on the church rather than the church setting the standard for the world. Then for us to be men of character, we have to go through some changes. And our first change is coming to Christ and allowing him to be the Lord of our life and to lead us into his purpose and his plans for us. That's the first thing. That's the first makeover. God gives men makeovers. He started with this in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he had a makeover. He's a new creation. The old has gone and the new has come. If anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. The old is gone and the new has come. 
Here's Ezekiel writing about the day that the Spirit of God will come upon man. He said this in Ezekiel 36, 25. I will sprinkle clean water on you and you will be clean. I will cleanse you from all of your impurities and from your idols. I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. I will remove from you your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. I will put my spirit in you and move you to follow my decrees and be careful to keep my laws. God says, I will do it. All you have to do is ask him and come to him. He'll do what you never thought could be done in your life. Other people have tried to toss you aside and throw you away, man, and say you're never going to be any good. You're never going to make it. You got to rise up with all that coming at you. You may be along in years. You may be old, like 40. <laughs> you can still make it from there. Come on, some man say amen, amen. You can still make it. Just because you 40 don't mean you can't make it. Here's what Paul says in Romans chapter 12, verse 2. Do not conform any longer to the patterns of this world, but be made over. By the renewing of your mind, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And I believe there are men here today that have gone through some tough times in your life. There are some men that have gone through some tremendously tough times. Some of you have had to suffer through some ups and some down downs. And maybe you're still down. Some of you are wondering if God even cares about you. Or if even God even cares about what happens in your life. Listen, this is what happened. We go through things in our life and there was a time maybe we, we got connected with God and we were excited about the things of God and, and then we start living life and things start happening and one thing and another and we have ups and downs and, and we have some, some mishaps and we have some failures and we have all these things and after a while uh, it seems like God is not there in your life and, and we get in a valley and that valley turns into a rut and that rut turns into a place where we get comfortable and we think this is it. This is about as good as it's going to get. So I might as well just stay here and try to see it to the end. And there are some of you in a rut today. You just think, well, this is life. This is it. I'm just going to go on and do what I can do and, and that's it. But you know that you're not fulfilled you haven't had that accomplishment. You don't feel like you're contributing. Nothing's going on. You're just trying to work. You, go, you get up in the morning. You go to work. You come home. You watch television. You get up. You go to work. You come home. You watch television. And you just try to get some peace and hope the wife don't say nothing. That ain't living. God has an abundant life for you. I certainly hope that you've enjoyed today's broadcast as we've been sharing you a word that we delivered to our congregation during the month of the man. Men are so important in God's eyesight, and they're so important in our families and in our culture. I want to just encourage men to be all that God has called them to be and to do all that God has called us to do. If you would like to hear today's message in its entirety, you can do so by going to our podcast at The Light of the World daily with Jerry G. Martin. You can listen to today's message or you can listen to previous messages that you've heard on this station. Again, that's The Light of the World 
daily with Jerry G. Martin. Then I invite you to be our guest at The Light of the World. We're meeting every Sunday. Our church is open. We are having wonderful services. Pastor Jackie Martin is in a series right now that she's sharing God's words and God's messages with us so that we can continue to grow and to be engaged in the things of God. Meet us Sunday morning at 10 a.m. at 16161 Old Humble Road. Again, that's 16161 Old Humble Road. You can also join us online at lowcf.org. Again, that's lowcf.org. For those of you who are looking for a Christian bookstore, we have the Beacon Bookstore right here on our campus. You can get Bibles church supplies, communion supplies, offering envelopes, or whatever you need. If we don't have it, we can order it for you. Call us at 281-441-2885. Again, that's 281-441-2885. Now for the light of the world, this is Jerry G. Martin saying, may the Lord our God richly bless you, and we'll be with you again next time.